I am thrilled to announce that An Actor Despairs is partnering with a wonderful CBD company called Kind Farms. Everyone out there has heard of CBD. I started taking it a few years ago when I first started getting sober and to help with my anxiety. Sadly, as one can do, I was overtraining in the gym, and a friend recommended a topical and a tincture to help with the pain. I tried it. It was okay. However, recently, I was introduced to a product that has really changed my life. Not only has it helped me with anxiety, but I am stronger than I have ever been. I'm able to carry out lifts my body used to prevent me from doing. Kind Farm products have single-handedly changed my life athletically and personally. They utilize 100% local licensed farmers, organic cultivation, and CO2 extraction for superior CBD. Kind Farms is turning CBD to a kind alternative to pharmaceuticals. Let's transform tobacco row into hemp row. If you want to get involved, please reach out. Together, we can make a difference. You can use my code RYAN10 for 10% off. You can find them on Instagram at KindFarmsInc, all one word. That's K-I-N-D-P-H-A-R-M-S-I-N-C. And their website is KindFarmsInc.com. Once again, my code for 10% off is RYAN10. And now, let's get started with today's show. Welcome to An Actor Despairs. I'm your host, Ryan Perez. Today on An Actor Despairs, we have awesome musician back, Eric Iser, in residency here in An Actor Despairs. And today we're going to be listening to a song, When I Look You in the Eyes. I've been so excited for this one. Eric is here with me in the monologue. Eric, what's up, man? How's it going, Ryan? Thanks for having me back. Dude, such a pleasure. This song is, it's a hit, man. Before, you know, we're about to play it for everyone. Anything you want to say? Um, well, it's a second single that I've released off of hit a single. forthcoming. Hit uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. Sure, sure. I, I don't think I can say that, but if you if you want to say that, then I'm I uh, totally it's a hit. It's accept a hit. that. Okay. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, thank you, Ryan. Um, yeah, um, so it's a second single that I've released off of a, a new EP that's coming out um uh this summer yeah so i'll be i will be releasing a a a couple more and um but um yeah why don't we why don't we listen to it and then and then we could talk about it um but it might be cool for people to hear it and then um kind of have their own uh judgment about it uh, cool before i start gabbing away about it so here we're gonna listen to when i look you in the eyes by hornsby whose real name is eric eiser ladies and gentlemen here it is
And we're back. Dude, fucking love that song, man. It's so amazing. Thank and, you. And the texture and uh, lyrically, I think that's why I love your music, man. Is like I, I grew up listening. We talked about this probably in the last podcast, Chris Cornell. And there's this interview with him that I love where he talks about, you know, because he was, he was pretty, he was a poet almost, I would say, you know, Cornell. And Mm -hmm. he would say that people would often come up to him and and would say, Hey man, like, what's your song about, you know, or, Hey man, I think, you know, black hole sun is about this. And he would say, you know, I actually, I love that. Like, I don't want to tell you what it's about because whatever you think about is what you get. That's what you own from the song. And whatever I say is just going to interfere with that. And yeah, I'm going to contradict myself here though. And, and, and ask you, what is it about? And it, you don't have to be specific. You can be broad if you'd like, because it's, it's very uh-huh. uh, lyrically, it's, it's beautiful and it's so deep and existential. And, Thank you. Um, I mean, obviously I know you're in a relationship um, and she worked on the song as well. Didn't she? Yeah, she did help me. She, uh, she helped me come up with a melody for it. And she was just kind of, it was in this early stages where I had, music and and sort of a groove and and i was just kind of searching for a melody and rhythm and she she just kind of was riffing over it and i just grabbed something that she was doing and i just kind of expanded on that and wrote the song from there um so um elka yeah she she was definitely really helpful so in terms wh- of helping me yeah wh- i'm sorry you Go ahead. What, what, no no what? i wasn't gonna say, say anything um more enlightening, just, just going to keep rambling. So go, go for it. So what for you, you know, man, everyone's, you know, I mean, as an actor, obviously you need text to be conceptual with the character, but for musicians, you are literally creating it from nothing. So for you, I imagine it changes for every song, every piece of music, like what was the impetus for this? You know, as you were creating this EP, was there, Mm -hmm. Was there a need for like, I don't know if I want to call this a ballad, you know, what, would you say it's a ballad or? Um, I don't think I would, ref- I don't think it feels like a ballad. I do think it's kind of, a, it's got a mellow vibe for sure. And, and, and the sentiment behind the song feels sort of a little dramatic and, and it's a love song. Yeah. So maybe it has some um, ballad-esque moments or uh aspects sorry if, that, it, like, if, if you don't like that i didn't mean that no but but <laughs> yeah. at the same time at the same time like you said before whatever it makes you feel and however it feels, it's there's not it's it's subjective to a certain degree so it's not like you're wrong to feel like it's a ballad or 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 whatever you feel or wh- whatever the meaning is to you is is real and and so um i i in the same i i think that maybe i wouldn't be surprised if a lot of artists kind of you know, they, they are reluctant to explicitly say what uh, any of what their art or what their songs are about necessarily. It it reminds me of something that somebody once told me about Beethoven. Uh, He played one of his compositions on piano. And so the story goes, and and then the listener asked, that's beautiful. What, you know, what is that about? And he just looked at the person and played it again. So it's kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it, it is, it is that it is what you experienced is what it's about. And so, but, you know, I do think that, that this song, it's, it, it's not, you know, like a song, like you mentioned black hole sun or something that, that has sort of an, sort of a, uh, more of an abstract sort of, uh, lyric to it, you know, the, which it's, it's, it's when you listen to it, there's nothing 
uh, super direct about it that on hearing it for the first time that you might say that this is, oh, this is definitely about this, you know? Whereas like a song, The Needle and the Damage Done, a Neil Young song or something, you might know, oh, well, this is obviously about um, his experience and with friends or, or, or people he's close to uh, having, struggling with addiction and heroin. And that, so, so there are, you know, there's more obvious themes and sometimes songs are more obvious in their theme and, and sometimes they're more abstract. Yeah. So um, I, I would say that this one probably leans on the side of, of less abstract. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that, um, you know, to answer your question about you know, the impetus or, or where it came from, I think that um, at least for me, when I go into write, I try not to really um, uh, ha- like have like, okay, I, it has to be this, or I'm looking for this type of song or I need, I, I don't really do that. I just kind of just go in and I think that there's things that I'm inspired by or, or like, you know, I heard this melody that I really want to try or like when Elka was singing that melody, I was like, oh, I think that that rhythm would work really well for this. So there might be some things that some preconceptions that you have going into it, but, but really there's not like a set of parameters. I think it's just like melody and harmony and rhythm. And you're just sort of, you're, it's like what I used to say in another band I played with is like, we used to say we're going fishing, meaning like, we're just, we're just trying to create and we're, we're either jamming or we're playing a riff or we're playing chords or humming a melody or, or we've got, there's lyrics and melodies and, and, um, harmonies all flying by and you're trying to grab onto, to it and make sense of it all. Yeah. And then organ and organize it. And then that's kind of just what happened with this song. And then, and then you find a line or, or you find some words that you're like, Oh, that that's interesting. Like, I wonder what that means or I wonder what that could mean. Um, do I need to rework that at all to, to have it make more sense? And, and so this, you know, this is, I think this is a love song for sure, but I think that, I just thought it was interesting to maybe explore the idea of, you know, being in love is, but like, a, you know, it, it can be painful to be in love or yeah. can be devas- someone can devastate you. Uh, you can be in love with some, or to the point of devastation, it, it's not necessarily that they've done anything wrong to you, but if you become infatuated with someone, you know, totally. we've all, we've all That's felt what, that. That's literally so, um, what I took out of it. It's funny you say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, the, you know, I don't want to, you know, again, explain, explain it um too explicitly but that's i think that's kind of a theme for sure and the fact that elka is singing on it and that and you know you know she's my fiance and and we're engaged so that that in itself you know i felt like the song is special and has sort of a a a passion to it because of that you know and so it's it's really cool that we were able to collaborate on that together and and i'm curious man you know because you did mention you played in a band for so long and this is your first solo project, right? Or have you had one under other names before? No, no. I've always just um, collaborated with other, other people. And so this is, this is my first solo project. Yeah. Amazing. And I asked that for, you know, when you are creating, you know, songs for said EP or album or whatever conception it becomes, there's no parameters really, because it's your first thing. I mean, obviously you have styles yeah. that you like, and I imagine that you want to bring to something, but for this, you know, did you have an idea of like, I need to achieve this, this, and this, or was it, was it not that rigid? Um, I, it wasn't that rigid at first, but I think once I started to 
collect sketches or, or demos and, and finish songs that seem to be, cause, cause for me, I never just like finish a song and say like, okay, that song's definitely going to be, I'm definitely going to release that. You know, I, I think that you, you write and then you have a collection of songs and then, and you're like, okay, I think it's getting close to the time that I, I, I want to release something. And these are the songs that seem to reflect what, like what I'm really excited about, Yeah, you know? And so sometimes, and I think, I think I, I think that you, you know, I feel like it's a balance of, of um, setting parameters, but also having a freedom within those parameters, you know, cause like you definitely, or maybe you don't definitely, but, but for most of the artists I listen to, there's a co- cohesion, yeah. um, you know, that's apparent. And so, I felt like for me, it was exciting. Uh, one of the themes I, I I thought would be fun to try would, would be to incorporate different styles of music in a way that didn't seem absurd to to a degree that set, yeah. that felt fun and still felt cohesive and connected. And so I, I experimented with that, and I thought it would be fun to have some ab- abrupt twists and tempo changes and like the feeling of getting lifted out of something into a completely different sort of, uh, feeling or vibe. And so that, that was definitely something that I, uh, that happened naturally that I felt like was really exciting. And so I then pursued that sort of idea more. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, Yeah. And, and I'm curious, you know, uh, like the, is that a base at the very beginning? Um, yes, there, there, the first thing you hear is drum machine, um, bass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I've, I've broken two pairs of headphones listening to that. Uh, I've given <laughs> the song that hard. It literally blew nice. one out each time. But uh, yeah, yeah. I love that intro. You know, man, like bass is, you know, I mean, you, you were in a, a big bass band. That was great. But, you know, I feel like bass, you know, other than Death From Above and, and maybe a few others, it's such an overlooked, yeah. amazing thing. And it, it can set such a beautiful tone and, and you, with your synth experience, you know, as you kind of were starting to develop this, did you, I mean, there's so many different iterations of what you can do with a synthesizer. It's, I mean, it's, it's almost infinite. And I'm curious, you know, how did you find the synth for this? Yeah. So, um, I think that, you know, I have some synths that I really love, like, um, one of my favorite keyboards is a Juno six yeah. that I have. And I just love it. Cause it, it feels, uh, I don't know. It has a, a, a retro quality that I really love. And, it, and other than that, it's just, a, it's like one of my favorite sounding synths. And I, I think it's pretty versatile and, and I'm always, and because I use it so much, um, it's challenging. I, I like the challenge of trying to make it sound, trying to make it sound different than what I've already gotten out of it because it is so simple and you're, you're, and there, it doesn't save any presets on this particular synth, which is exciting. So that, you know, you, you, you remember certain settings and you remember what it sounds like when it's on those settings, but it also feels sort of a new experience when you're just diving in and, and twisting knobs and pulling up faders, pulling down faders and changing envelopes. And, and, and so I think that's kind of the mentality I go with is like, yeah, that this song kind of started with a loop, that beginning loop that you hear. Yeah. I love that loop with that baseline. And, um, and then, uh, I think I just kind of basically what I do a lot of times is, is that's how that song started. So 
it could be, you know, some songs start on, on a piano and then I have to arrange it from there. But, but this one started like that. And then I was like, okay. And then, so I just kind of jammed along to that rhythm. And I, I started, I came up with the chord progression. I just found a sound that I felt like went that fit, you know, what was happening in terms of the groove and, and, um, and the, the foundation of, of the spirit and the heart of, of that feeling of the song was just the drums and the bass and, and so um, the Juno is a huge part of that. Uh, wow. The Juno six is a huge part of that. And so then from there, it's just like having fun and, and, and um, stacking parts in a way that, that you feel is exciting and fun. And so, yeah, that, that particular um, uh, synth was, was used there. And then I have like an old Casio uh, CZ 1000, which is like a really cheap little Casio, but I think it's really cool. And I, and I use that on this as well. And then, um, yeah, this one, uh, is, is sort of a little bit simpler and not quite as dense as some of the other songs on the EP. Um, in terms of instrumentation, there's like four or five, you know, instruments going wow. on, which is, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that that probably answers the, the synth question. And then, um, uh, my, my buddy Emil who does film scoring kind of helped with some of his orchestral, orchestration which it's not uh, it's kind of subtle which happens in uh, a bridge element of the song where it's just an instrumental yeah i love of, that um, yeah so um so i and thought that at, was at fun. the end it kind of becomes a symphony the synth you know yeah the yeah end, yeah right the end is there's more juno happening and some yeah. psychedelic guitar and, i love and, it uh, yeah it kind of went into a double time sort of feel yeah, it, cha- just, it changes time it, it, or tempo right you know yeah yeah, yeah. it goes into a uh, kind of a double time feel there. And um, yeah, I just thought it was exciting. And um, I kind of, I kind of, uh, there's a, something interesting, like um, the synth line in there. Um, well, I don't know if I should, I should, uh, I don't want to give it away, but there's a cool little um, synth line from a Grandmaster Flash song that I really nice. like, but I won't. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I just, you know, just things like that where you're like, you're listening to something and you're like, whoa, that would, it, it does it like, it's kind of bizarre. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it, you might not think like, why would that work here? And it's just like, whoa, that actually works perfectly. So I think um, like taking fun little references like that and um, sprinkling them into, to the songs that I do in, in a way that I felt like, like, it's not re- like these songs like there's nothing about my music that's connected to Grandmaster Flash at all, other than I just really like like him, you know. But and then so I, I that's what I I thought I found fun is to is to maybe take references like that that might seem um like they don't like how would that why yeah. does that work or but 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 then in a different context and just you're taking melodies and and fun ideas from other music and and sprinkling those references in. Um, so that's something that I, I definitely did on this track. That's amazing. And, and, you know, man, I, I, I hope you don't mind the comparison, but like, I love glass animals. I think they're such a, a cool band and uh, you know, man, there, I was listening to an interview with the singer and I didn't know this about them because their, their lyrics, you know, aren't as coherent and as, as co- narrative as yours, but they're hmm. kind of the uh, stream of consciousness. And I was always, I never understood that, but they talked about how they just wrote the music first and then just figured out what lyrics could fit in later, 
you know, and for you, did, did you have Mm -hmm. the music configured or were you writing the lyrics as you were writing the song? Well, um, that, that happens in different ways for me. Um, I don't necessarily have a formula in terms of, um, you know, uh, it's not paint by numbers of, of doing it. Yeah. I usually, I usually don't like to have like a complete structure in mind until I have at least until I can see the song clearly, even if I, maybe the lyrics need to be reworked, but I don't necessarily like to set it anything in stone until like I, I can picture like what the song's going to be. Um, but so, you know, like a lot of times I'll have like chord progressions and then melody and lyric will just kind of come out at the same time. Sometimes, or, you know, for the most part, maybe there's some tweaks and whatnot, but, and so I have like collections of that. And then I, sometimes I'll try to see, does that work with this, this groove that I have? And, and like, you know, sometimes it'll start with the chord progression and lyrics and melody and, and it'll be more of a traditional way of like sitting with, down with an acoustic guitar or piano and, and then transferring that to synthesizers and, and drums and bass and all of that. But with this one, it did kind of the inspiration was from the loop, you know? And so I think that um, this one kind of unfolded in a way where it was a lot of music before lyrics came. There was, but, but the, usually the lyrics are not that far behind the melody for me. Usually like I can, I, I like to kind of put words to the construction of the melody or like, yeah. as I'm, I'm, I'm finding the melody, like certain words will pop out and certain words just naturally feel good with the melody. And, and sometimes that needs to, like I said, needs to be tweaked to, to make any sense, you know? Yeah. So I think, I think it's just a matter of like a line sticking out and being like, Oh, you know, like, for example, I just want to die kind of just fell into that melody. And I was just like, Oh, I really liked how, I really like how that sounds. And I really like that lyric a lot. Yeah. And then, so that was sort of the heart of the song and the, the heart of the lyric. And, and then it was just like telling a story yeah. behind that, that, that lyric and, and, and making that and giving that lyric more meaning. And was it more on the, uh, the, 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 the binary of love, of love turning into beauty and turning into dark, or was it about mortality or was it about every, all of that? Um, I think it was just tapping into that feeling of, of like the, the anguish or the yeah. anxiety that, that you feel when like something is, when you fall in love with somebody and you have like to be lovesick, um, it can be exciting, but it can also be, you know, um, painstaking and like um and scary because you don't know exactly what's going to happen and so i think it was like it was diving into the darker side of that and like finding finding something i don't i don't want to use the word negative but i like i i it was it was just more interesting to me to go that route than to um than to put it in context of like um of a joyful or the feeling of joy or having joy in Which that is, regard, because I that, love how the song ends because it does really kind of end on this like, like, uh, like kind of like I don't I don't know almost like dark dance number. You know what I mean? It's like awesome. You know? Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. it is. And then there is a bit more of a sort of uplifting element to that. And I didn't. I don't think I necessarily uh, like. You know, for me, it's not as important that every single like 
element of it is connected so is entangled so literally into yeah that's why thing. i love it i think no. that's why it's so, uh, yeah. So, yeah that's amazing but uh, yeah yeah um but uh yeah so i think i think uh for the most part that's how um you know in terms of the lyric and uh the feeling and the sentiment of it that's that's sort of how i arrived at it Amazing. Well, obviously, I know you're an incredible musician and very accomplished and you've played in bands. But, you know, what's it like finally coming on your own and, you know, having to do the drum machine and, and do the bass and and to do yeah. the guitar on your own? What, what was that it's like? Fun. Oh, it's a lot of fun. I think and, and you know, collaborating is is also really fun um, as well. And I love doing it. I still do it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a challenge. Um, but yeah, it's especially, you know, when, you know, everybody that I am friends with that makes their own music, everyone kind of plays a little bit of every instrument, but everyone also has like their instrument, which they have played the longest. And so I think it's exciting for, you know, it's exciting to explore an instrument that you weren't necessarily have as much experience on because, that's when sort of you're, you're relying really on your intuition and um, to be responsible for every part and every layer is, is a challenge. And it's, it's really exciting and it's, it's just fun um, to pick up a bass or to sit down at the drum set and be like, what, what can I do with my, yeah. with the, with the skill set that I have on, on this instrument and not without having as much experience as like, say I do the played, you know, keyboards and piano my whole life. Um, so, um, that, that is a challenge and, and then sometimes, but that's where I think a lot of, uh, I've noticed about my friend's music as well. That's where some of the, the most interesting, uh, instrumental parts are created on, on an instrument where they might not have had as much technique or, or because they're relying purely on, 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 uh, something that's catchy or sounds really good. And, and so sometimes that limitation can, um, uh, can be helpful. Yeah, I love that, man. And and it's layered and texturized so beautifully, you know, was like so seamlessly. I did that always kind of did you did did you get the sense and and the melody and all that and then kind of figure everything as it went, you know, like I'm it all just fits together yeah. so synergetically and, and and it's it's a it's a beautiful piece, man. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. You know, there's a process to it and there's a process to discovering the ultimate way that you want to present it, you know? So, you know, like, like we were talking about how this song was built, you know, in terms of having a loop and having a groove and then, and then coming up with a chord progression and a melody. And there's times where like, I can distinctly remember just, just looping that, 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 uh, that groove and that loop and sitting down at the piano and just hammering out the chords and the melody. And then, and that's, there's like a little bit for me with, with the Hornsby music, it's, it's not always just purely about the song. It's about like, um, there's a lot of music in the song. So, you know, um, with the two singles that have been released so far, this, this one is more, is more closer. It's closer to a, a, a traditional song in terms of like, you could pick up an acoustic guitar and, and play the song, but I think that it's a little bit more, and I, I am hesitant to use the word orchestrated, but like in terms of like um, the Hornsby music, it's, it's, it, it is orchestrated in the sense that there's 
there's themes and there's chapters to the songs and it's not just you know uh it's not just the song element is is present but then there's an extension of music and themes that that you dive in and slip out of so so with this with this ep it's like that and so I always have moments where I, I feel like I'm writing a song right now. I'm, I'm sitting at the piano listening to like the foundation or whatever sparked the idea, which could be a chord progression. It could be anything, but for this particular song, it was, you know, the loop. And so I'm, I'm now I'm writing the song. I have this exciting sort of music and I'm, I'm writing a song to it. And then once you have that, then it's, then it's like you start getting into production. Okay. Like what, I have this melody and these chords that I really like. What am I going to play those chords on? And then, yeah. and then I was like, a Juno would be cool on this. And so you, you experiment with that. And then you're like, okay, I found the sound I like. And so what, what am I going to play? How am I going to play these chords? And, and then finding how you want to, you know, um, compose the instrumentals to the song. And then, and then you have it and then you have a structure and you have, you know, like, Oh, like what if I went into double time at the end? That sounds fun. And then you just jam over that. I'm going to take a guitar solo. I'm going to put in some psychedelic feedback and, you know, just have fun with it. And, and then you go back through and you kind of listen and, and, and you have, you have a structure and you have like, okay, this is, this is, there's the song, I can see the song now. And then you just start carving things out and you're like, uh, how can I make this more exciting? And, yeah. and maybe I should insert an an instrumental section to break up the the vocal um, and then, yeah. And then from there you just start to listen to it and come back to it every day and then see where it's at. And then you just keep refining it and taking things out or adding things and, and trying to create something exciting out yeah. of the, the, the mold that you, that you have or the skeleton that you have. And so that was kind of the process for this song. And that's a process for a lot of the songs too. That's amazing. So, man. Yeah. I, I feel like there's a, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, there's an element of, uh, I like for, for another project that I'm working on right now, it's, it's all song based. It's just like sitting at the piano and, and writing songs. Not, like, not Hornsby. You mean not Hornsby. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and then, so that's, but with Hornsby, it's always like, Oh, so that's what it feels like to write a song for, for this like short window. It's, yeah. I feel like there's win- windows of songs in the Hornsby music surrounded by uh, chapters of music. You know, that's kind of how I, I would maybe describe the yeah. Hornsby stuff. So Amazing. And I'm curious, once you have the, uh, I don't want to call it the rough draft, but uh, a finished draft of this, how long before you, you know, let someone listen to it? Or is it a pretty private process for you? Um, I probably only have like a, two or three people that I play music Smart. for in, uh, in unfinished versions, just because um, you like, well, for many reasons, like I think that you want to try to stay, you don't want too much outside influence to yeah, affect. Like, driving what, nuts. You, you yeah. Know? Yeah. And, and I think it's important to stay true to like what you're after and, and, um, and sometimes that outside influence can be encouraging in the, in the wrong way. And it can also be, you know, damaging in the wrong way. So I think that for me, there's like a group of friends, two or three people that I, I can get a read on honestly how, how they feel. And I, and not only that, but like, you really have to trust 
the person's taste and instinct and and even if they're and and then like if they there's there's an interesting thing that happens as well is like if you know somebody really well you know why they won't like a certain part of your song yeah. you're like they mention it you're like i i knew that they were going to say that but then that either helps you to realize that you were right or you know you were right yeah, you were yeah. you were yeah. you're right and you should you should keep it because because you know the reasons why they don't like their your taste differs yeah it's a difference between your taste differing and like something maybe not being as good as it could be yeah so um that's i think sharing with people whose whose taste you understand and respect and um it, but i think it's really important to have that as well i, I don't think i could do it without uh, somebody, cause sometimes you just have no idea you get inside your own head and you just like, you're like, I don't know if this is good. I don't know if this is really bad. And then, and then sometimes someone, and, and then sometimes you're, you're really excited about, you know, but like, yeah, it can be, uh, you, you just go through all sorts of different psychological sort of elements that block you from understanding what you, if what you have is any good or, or what you even think of it. And so, sometimes outside ears can be really, uh, um, telling and, and it, it just gives you a fresh perspective on what you've created. And, and also the honesty, I, I was talking to with a friend and we were talking about like being truthful and honest. And, and that's really helped me a lot when someone says, when, when someone that you really trust says like when something is, is not as good as it could be, or, or they don't feel connected to it in a certain way that it's always, it's only ever helped me when yeah. someone gives that, that brutal honesty. So, and that, that's not something you get a lot in, in, in when you're sharing music with people, because if you don't know someone that well, you're not just going to say, actually, I didn't like the bridge that, yeah. you know, like, yeah. why would you do that? Like, that's just, that's kind of mean. So, yeah. you know, it's like, unless they're like, they sit you down and they're like, I really want your honest opinion about this you can't, it's not really polite or appropriate to just dive in. So what's the point of even playing it for someone then? Yeah. That's my feeling. You know, if, if you're not, if you're not really going to have a serious conversation and then, and then, you know, like you, you learn from doing that. And then you're just like, I don't think this person really knows what they're talking about. Or like, I don't, I just don't have, maybe my taste doesn't align with this person. And so that's why I think it's helpful to have like a small circle of people that you really trust that, you know, they're always going to be honest with you and whose, whose taste that you respect. And, you know, maybe you, maybe you like the same movies or maybe you like the same music and, and you just kind of, you understand that person. Yeah. And then I'm curious, you know, the final stages of this, when you send it off for mixing and mastering, or do you do that yourself? Um, I don't, I'm, you know, like engineering is not my strongest suit, you know, I, I've, I like producing and recording my own yeah. music, but I always like to get another set of ears on it. And I, I like to get it mixed and mastered separately. Yeah. So, um, That's awesome. Yeah, my man. buddy, Matt, who, yeah, he, uh, my buddy, Matt, um, Koenig, who he has a band called the undercover dream lovers who I play keyboards in. I've read oh, this nice. with him and, and, and we're, we're really great friends. And, and he is, um, he mixed the entire EP. And so it was, uh, we use the same software and it was just like, and he's, he's really great. And I thought that he, he really, um, he did, a, he did an amazing job and he put in a lot of time and effort into it. And, um, and I think he was, 
you know, he put a lot, put passion into it. And, and that's, I felt like a, a big reason why the, the songs sound the way they do. And it's kind of like having a second producer, yeah. you know, I think mix mixing to a large degree nowadays is, is essentially because digital recording is so, um, is so much easier now and, and anyone can kind of learn, learn some basic things about recording. And, and then once, once you're able to lay down some tracks and you have something that, and you have music and a song that, that, that you're happy with, like a, a mixer is ca- sort of almost like a producer in a way of, of bringing those, those sounds into a, another realm of fidelity where, where things either, you know, they can a- achieve the sound that you're really after and make things sound bigger or smaller or, or, and sometimes give some uh, arrangement um, advice as well. And so, yeah, I think, I think it's helpful to have someone mixing. I mean, there's people who do everything on their own as well, if, if that's something that you prefer. But um, for me, for me, I, I definitely like having that set of outside ears um, to, to help sort of um, see if they're find the missing pieces and, and sort of bring this, the song, the sonics to life. That's so beautiful, man. Well, well, we're, we're going to obviously have you back in as you're in residency here. What's, what's awesome. next? Um, well, I have another song coming out in a couple weeks uh, until I'm gone. So excited to release that third single. Um, and then I'll release a fourth single of, uh, a few weeks after that. And then finally the EP will be out. Amazing, man. Well, I'm yeah. super excited to have you back, but uh, I feel like it would be wrong not to play it one more time. So now uh, we're going we're gonna to play it again, but with everything that we just said, anything you think people should look out for or you know, maybe pay attention um, to? Well, th- first of all, thanks for having me on, Ryan. And, and yeah, um, of course, always song dude. for everyone. Um, but uh, I would just say, um, yeah, uh, if, if you like the song, um, you can find me on Spotify and Hornsby. And I think, um, you know, Bandcamp and, and wherever you stream music, uh, YouTube, um, Apple Music, all of the streaming sites. So I would just, I would just I encourage people that to um, follow me on those streaming sites. And, and if you enjoy the music to, to, to check it out. Amazing, man. Well, I add the playlist, share the song. And here it is again, when I look you in the eyes by Hornsby, AKA Eric Geiser. So much love, dude.
If you like the show, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening.